0: Welcome back to your next stop. This is Juliette Hahn. In this episode, I speak with Noah McNeely. Noah is the founder of Product Quick Start. You can find him at productquickstart.com. He is really not on social media. He is on Facebook. LinkedIn is probably the most. And um, Twitter, Product Q Start... But uh, definitely go to his website. Noah works with people that are inventors. It's really... This is a fun episode. He was an engineer and then started his own business. But one of the things that I loved, and he actually says, I haven't thought about that in 20 years, 15 years. Thank you for bringing it up. Is a business that he started in high school. And he also had a business in college. So he definitely has an entrepreneurial spirit. Um, You don't want to miss this. Noah also offers to the listeners, if you have a product or something that you... You are kind of interested in exploring, but you don't know where to start. Reach out to him, productquickstart.com, to kind of ask him questions. He is uh, willing to do that for the listeners of your next stop free of charge. Also, uh, you can find me at I am Juliet Hahn, my website, I am Juliet Han.com, but all social medias, I am Juliet Hahn or Juliet Hahn at LinkedIn. Uh, you guys, again, are going to be very inspired by this episode. Have you ever been listening to your favorite podcast and that moment comes up and you think, oh my gosh, I need to share it? Well, now you can with Picked Cherries. What I love about Picked Cherries so much is that when I'm listening to my favorite podcast and that moment comes up that I want to share, I can take a snippet, which is called the Picked Cherry, and I can send that to my friends and family so they can get involved in the podcast that I love. It's almost like sending an IG or a TikTok available now iOS and Android. If you're not picking cherries, are you really listening to podcasts? Hello, everyone. Welcome back to your next stop. This is Juliette Hahn. I say it every time. And I know every time I say I'm not going to say it, but then I meet my next guest. And I am extremely excited to introduce you guys to Noah McNeely. So welcome my guest, Noah McNeely. How are you?
1: I'm doing great. Uh, thanks for having me.
0: Yes. So Noah is the founder of product quick start. You could follow him on basically his website is the best place, but he is also on LinkedIn and Twitter. It's product Q start. You can kind of follow all what Noah is doing. He is obsessed with product development and I can't wait to dive into his story. We've had him on the live show. So you guys might be like, wait a second. I kind of know this face. We had him on YNS live with one of his clients that they took us through kind of the start to finish of what it is when you have one of those ideas, when you have one of those ideas that you want to create a product Noah's the guy that you go to talk to because he'll be able to help you through those steps. So Noah, again, welcome to your next stop. And um, I'm excited to get into this this conversation because I know when we had you on the live show, we kind of touched on who you are and how you kind of found this passion, but we really didn't dive deep.
1: Yeah. And uh, I'm, I'm really happy to be here. Really happy to tell that story. And, uh, you know, those of you, um, watching don't understand that, uh, I had some technical difficulties getting started, so I'm a little flustered. I had to get all my stuff changed around, but uh, Juliet, I appreciate your your patience with that. And um, yeah, uh, happy to talk about whatever you want whatever you want to talk about.
0: Yes. So why don't you just take us a little bit through, I would love to find out what we always start with your next stop is a little bit about your background. So where you grew up, if you went to university and what you studied in a university.
1: Well, I'm not used to wearing these little things. So it keeps popping out of my ear. Uh, my, my daughter likes to say I have an unusually large head and I think it makes everything <laughs> not fit correctly, but uh, I grew up in a very, I grew up in a very small town. Um, the, the kind of town where at least back, back then, you know, your parents just let you go, you ride your bike everywhere. You could be all over town and nobody, you know, nobody sees you again until, until dark. So uh, I grew up in that environment, very small town, central uh, Georgia, about two hours outside of Atlanta. Uh, I did come to the Atlanta area and I studied at Georgia tech. Um, I, I actually have two degrees from Georgia tech. Uh, when I first got to college, I was like, yeah, I want to be an engineer. I want to, I want to, build all this stuff, I want to design all this stuff. And then I got into engineering and, and I realized that's very little of what engineers actually do. Most of it's math and, and computers and all that sort of stuff. So I learned how to do all that and that was great. And I, I got my my degree from the mechanical engineering school at Georgia Tech. Um, side note, I actually serve on the advisory board for that school today. So I'm very still very much plugged into the engineering community. However, Uh, as I worked through that experience, I realized that I am, I have a more creative side than just what a mainstream engineer might typically, uh, typically have. Uh, so I went back to school after, um, after doing some other things, I worked in ministry for a while and, you know, kind of tried to find myself, but I went back to school, uh, grad school, also at Georgia Tech and studied a field called industrial design. And I earned my master's degree in that field. And I describe that as more, if, if art and engineering had a baby, it would be industrial design. So it's the more artistic side, the more human side of product development. So, you know, as an engineer, I make sure things work. I make sure things are manufacturable. As an industrial designer, I make sure that they are, you know, aesthetically right, that they, they use the right materials, that, that they're easy to use, that really you know, here I make it work here. I make it something that you actually want to use. And, um, I've used both of those, uh, you know, kind of conflicting uh, points of view throughout my uh, my career to some success.
0: I love that, and you know, I actually just um, spoke to, which is really funny because my my listeners are going to be like, "Wait a second, what's with all the engineers?" Because my guest that is coming out next week, it will be the one right before you. He was in mechanical engineering and he worked there for, I mean, twenty some years, and then in his forties, decided every day that he woke up was like, is this really what I'm doing? I don't like this. So then became a professor in Colorado. And then <laughs> it's a very cool story. You'll have to listen.
1: Great. There are a lot of uh, recovering engineers out there. That's how I often describe myself as a, as a recovering engineer.
0: Well, and I think what you said is it kind of hit the nail on the head is that when you think that you want to be an engineer, it's because of kind of what you learn as a kid. It's like you want to build things, you want to make things, but there's so much more to it than actually, you know, just like every field, every field has its ins and outs, right? The things that we think that we love and then the things that we are like, eh, I don't know if I love that. And one of the things I always talk to my clients about, which I think is really important is that... Everything in life, right? Whatever kind of job you have, whatever, wherever you are in life, you're going to have the things that you love and the things that you really don't love. So, you know, just Mm -hmm. let's bring it to like being a mom. I love being a mom. I love taking care of my kids. I love talking to my kids. I love, you know, really getting in there with their sports. I love so much of that. I don't like to do laundry. I don't like to cook. Um, you know, I don't like the some of those other things and I really don't like those. So I find a way of, you know, maybe not having to do those all the time. Um, and then also like with podcasting, there's things that I love about podcasting and then there's things on the back end that I don't love, but I still love them enough to do them. And that's the thing I think is important when all of a sudden you really, the things that you don't love about the career or the path that you're on, that it is weighing you down so much that you're not living the life you're meant to is really when you need to pivot. So when you decided, and I love that you went back to school because you know that is a theme a lot of um, my guests, they either go back to school or they you know kind of go on this journey to kind of find themselves. So when you started studying something else, was it really like an aha moment? Like this is definitely what I want to do or was there some more pivots in there if you can tell us that?
1: Well, to, to be honest, it took me a good 45 years to reach the level of, now i'm not sure I'm still fully clarified and everything but to reach the level of understanding of uh, the things I like about this field and the things I don't so that I could minimize certain things and maximize other things uh, now the educational journey was certainly a part of that it, i I can't describe it as a a light switch moment it was it was really more of a gradual um, process. Uh, when I went to college, when I started college, I didn't even know there was a field called industrial design. I'd never heard of it. A lot of people haven't. It's sort of an obscure little little corner of, of art and design and, and engineering. And um, uh, I, I met some students that were in that field and I was like, hey, what are you guys doing? I, I saw these kids or kids, these young adults, uh, uh, you know, drawing these, these products and things, um, you know, just in the library. And it's like, what, what are you doing? Why are you doing that? And they were like, well, this is part of our coursework. And then I just became more and more interested in that. Now, at that point, I was already three years into my, my engineering degree and studying things like computational fluid dynamics and, you know, all sorts of crazy nerdy stuff. So I finished that. I, didn't, you know, I had too much invested to not finish that. So I started easing myself into the industrial design field. But then after college, it was also a a process of, uh, you know, I went through the educational aspect of what I like, what I don't like. But then I also had to go through the business um, aspect of that as well. You know, this is actually uh, in terms of post-college career, this is actually my second company, um, actually, I've always been a little bit entrepreneurial. I had three companies in college, but that's, that's a whole different story, perhaps for a different day.
0: That's that. That's, those are the kind of things that I want my <laughs> listeners to hear. So I, I would love for you to touch on those those businesses that you had, because what it is is those businesses led you to where you are today. So I would love to like kind of dive into that a little bit.
1: Sure. So, um, all right. Well, one of them, uh, really more, I guess, more my high school business, my first entrepreneurial adventure I, you know, I told you i lived in a small town and it was a, little, a small town that had a lot of little old ladies in it so uh, yeah i had a lot of little old ladies in the town and they didn't like to go to the store and do their they, they didn't like to buy their own groceries so i started this little business in high school of you know give me your grocery list i'll you give you the money i'll go shop for the groceries and it, it, i'll charge you five dollars to do it you know that's i bought my first car off of that business, which was, you know, there wasn't much of a car, but it was a car, and it was good enough for a seventeen-year-old kid.
0: That's amazing. It's almost like you you had the idea for Instacart.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's, it's like it's like Instacart before there was an internet, really, or much of an internet. Right. Um, then in college, you know, I, I had this creative side. And um, I was doing this engineering work, but I needed an outlet for that. So I just started designing T-shirts. I designed this T-shirt for an organization I was involved with on campus. And people were like, hey, that's a great T-shirt. So then I started, you know, I met up with a, a, a lady that ran a T-shirt printing company. And I just started, I basically became her sales, independent sales rep on campus. I would design T-shirts for these uh, organizations. And and she would print them. And I would I, I was able to put in my own uh you know, my own margin in there. It was, it was a great business. And, um, I did that all through, uh, undergrad and grad. And then, um, my, my third business, I guess it wasn't really my business, but I actually had a, 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 that's sort of a, I guess it was sort of business. I was tutoring, uh, kids or again, young adults in calculus and, uh, you know, early college courses. So, you know, I guess it was a business because I didn't, I didn't work for anybody else. It was just, you know, it was an entrepreneurial venture.
0: So, okay. So that's, fascinated. So I stayed pretty busy. Yeah, no. So I'm definitely fascinated. So I would love to know, is it, or was it the creating the business or was it the money that drove you?
1: I think it was a little bit of both. Um, you know, I've certainly worked jobs for other people. I've been an employee, uh, even, you know, even throughout that period of my life. And, If you're not that there's anything wrong with being an employee and people, a lot of people love that and that's great. But for me, so long as I was an employee, I was very limited in, you know, I'm only going to be able to make this much money and I'm going to have to do these exact things whether I really want to or not. But on the entrepreneurial side, I was like, I don't really like that group. I don't want to design a t-shirt for them. That guy was mean to me or whatever it is. Um, I mean, I could I could work harder and make more money. I could, if I wanted to take some time off, I could do that. And the same with the tutoring. You know, if I you know someone tried to hire me to tutor them and I just didn't like them, I like, I'd have to work with them. Right. You know, you that's didn't have to that's do it, right? uh, on the other hand, if I like someone a lot, I could yeah, I, I could give them a discount to to work with them if it if it made sense to me. And it's just more about control and balancing what I enjoyed with how much money I could make with. Really being being kind of the captain of of my own ship, if right. that makes um, makes any sense. Yeah,
0: no, it definitely does. So, where do you think you got the entrepreneurial kind of spirit? Did you see it in your family? Was it something you know that you uh, had a mentor in town?
1: You know, that's a tough question. Um, my you know, my parents actually divorced when I was very young. Um, my mom. I would not describe her as an entrepreneurial in, in a large way. My dad, who I saw occasionally, he was always doing some sort of side business. And uh, you know, if anyone out there lives in a small town, you probably know people like this. You would go to his house and it would just, the backyard is full of stuff he found that he's someday going to fix and turn into something and sell. You know, that that was my dad. So maybe a little bit of it came through that way. And my dad was a mechanic. That was his trade. So he he certainly had side businesses. He was always working on people's cars and, and trucks and tractors for, you know, for extra money. And, and so maybe part of it came from that. But, yeah you know, that that's a tough question. I, I don't know. I've always I've always sort of had this um, this spark, I guess. Maybe maybe it goes back to when I was buying groceries for for people at such an early age. I was like, you know, I can you know, I can work as hard as I want to make as much as I want. And um, right. that kind of that kind of came into my life pretty early.
0: Right now, do you think when you had the idea for the groceries was that something that just came to you? Did you brainstorm it with people? Was it something that you were kind of milling around into your head, like you know how can I start this? Where did that come about?
1: I would say it was an opportunity that inspired a bigger idea. Mm -hmm. My my next door neighbor, we lived in town, and my my with my mom in town. Our next door neighbor was a very you know rather elderly lady, and she she. You know, she and I just struck up a friendship and she was like, you know, it's such a house for me to you know, get in and out of the car. Can I pay you? So she kind of came up with the idea. Can I pay you to go do this? And then I did it for her. And, and uh, it's like, you know, maybe I could do this for other people. So uh, it was not, you know, I was, I was 15 or so when I first started doing it. Uh, and when I first started um, my mom would drive me to the, you know, to the store to do it. So and then I became 16 and I could drive the car and do it on my own. But uh, no, I would say it was just an opportunity that, that blossomed into something else.
0: Right. So that's what's kind of cool is that, that an opportunity, and that's what I want my listeners to to hear, because maybe, you know, your yes, your dad seemed like he had his hands in a lot of things. So maybe that there was an entrepreneur kind of gene, if you wanna you wanna say that. But the fact that this opportunity was kind of brought to you was like, okay, and not everyone capitalizes on that, right? You maybe just had that one neighbor that you did it with and you helped her because it felt good to help her and you got paid and you left it there. But you were curious, so you wanted to see how much can I do? You know, where can I take this? And I think that's what's a really important message that people need to listen to. And
1: I think it's it's important to be in tune for or to be listening for opportunities. You know, I could have looked at that as like, you know, I'm just going to help her out. She's my neighbor. And, you know, that could have been the end of it. I get back to whatever wasted time I was doing as a teenager. But, uh, um, you know, uh, I, I'm fortunate that I that I kind of thought one, one step deeper there. And, uh, you know, it's, it was, it's, I'm glad, I'm glad I did. I think that did, uh, instill in me a work ethic and, uh, you know, an entrepreneurial spirit, which I think is extremely, um, extremely valuable. And, um, so I'm happy I did it.
0: No, I love that. And, and so another question that came to mind, do you particularly like to grocery shop or (laughs) did you learn to like it? (laughs)
1: Uh, okay, so that that that's, that's a surprisingly complicated question. I actually <laughs> do like to grocery shop so long as my kids aren't with me. When my kids are with me, then it's like, can I have this? Can I have that? Can we do this? Like, Let's just buy what we need to buy and get out of here. Um, now, I love my kids. Don't don't get me wrong. But y- you have kids. You know we how all it is. Know we sometimes you just bad. want to go to the grocery store so you can walk slowly and just take your time and just just be in your own space. and so. huh. Maybe I could make... I actually like to cook as well. I know you said you don't really care for that. That's actually the one kind of household thing I really enjoy doing. So I like walking to the grocery store and thinking what can I turn that into? What can I turn that into? And, you know, it's, I can't do that when I have three kids pulling on me.
0: No, I hear you. And my husband's actually the cook. He's an amazing cook. So he does that and he enjoys the grocery shopping. I have to say though, when he was out of the house five days a week, I had to be the cook. And so it, and it just wasn't whatever. I, I I just don't enjoy it. Um, it's not a strength of mine. However, I enjoy grocery shopping. If, there's the grocery store that I like. If there's a grocery store that I don't like, I hate it. But if there's a grocery store, particularly I'm thinking Whole Foods, I love Whole Foods. I could spend hours there. I could actually go every day to do like some shopping. I love that aspect. And, and when I, when I, did shop at Whole Foods, I probably was a better cook than I am if there's not a, a good grocery store. Um, but I don't like to shop in general. Like I'm not like a clothes shopper. I don't love that aspect of things. It's just, it's not my thing, but grocery shopping I, I can do. So uh, it just came to my mind. I was like, you know, if you hated, hated grocery shopping, I wonder if that business would have been, you know, as successful, you know, to... No.
1: Yeah, certainly not. And there were, there were things, you know, I, you know, I tried cutting lawns for a while, and I hated that, so I didn't. I didn't pursue that. So you say, yeah, you're right. It's it's got to be a match, not only with the opportunity, but it's also got to be something. If you're going to be successful as an entrepreneur, you've got to got at least kind of like it or find some sort of joy in it. I think, and uh, you know, I, I would I would not be, you know, I don't enjoy shopping for clothes, so I would not have been successful going and buying people's clothes or anything like that. That's that's. Um, Yeah, there's no joy in that for
0: me. And so that's the other thing I want people to think and listen to, because a lot of times people will have a hobby or things that they really enjoy. Like you said, there's people that love to close shop. They love to style other people, but they don't ever think of that correlating to a job. Do you know what I mean? Not, Not thinking about, hey, wait, I can actually start my own business because they don't know where to go or they don't know you know, um, how to start that. They don't know how to get clients. And so a lot of times that will stop people from really pursuing what they truly love and that are hobby as a hobby. Um, and so I think that that's, I always want my listeners to think about that. What is something that you truly love to do and think, how can I turn that into a business? I mean, that's what I, you know, coach people on. That's why I have a workshop on it because there's so many different things that people don't realize, you know, and I think as the years have gone on, it's so much better. And of course now doing what I'm doing, I hear about so many little interesting things that people have started because it was something that they loved. And I think that that's, you know, kind of fascinating. So I want to now go into products quick start. You know, how did that come about? And, um, and and where are you guys there today?
1: Yeah. So um, I've been doing product development for 25 years. You know, I graduated, um, I earned my, my, master's degree in industrial design about 25 years ago or so i'd have to look at the calendar i'll lose track of years but um so i've been doing product development that long and, and out of grad school i actually started a different company with some partners uh and doing product design product engineering you know basically all the things i do now you know Developing and making stuff all the way through to manufacturing. So I started that company with some other partners, and we did a lot of work for very large companies like Coca-Cola and Black & Decker and uh, Procter & Gamble, Arm & Hammer. You know, frankly, if if you're 20 years old or so or older, you would probably touch a product that I had something to do with along the way. Um, like like one one good example, if you go into uh, like a, re- a restroom at a at a stadium or a hospital or something, they have these uh, Georgia Pacific towel dispensers on the wall. Uh, I designed a lot of those. Uh, now a lot of my stuff's probably kind of you know ancestoring out at this point, but uh, but anyway. Long story short, we did a lot of work for a lot of big companies. Uh, We grew that company to about 40 people. I actually ran that company as the CEO for about five years toward the end of my experience there. And it just drove me nuts. I, I got so burned out on just managing people. I loved the early stage of the company when it was just maybe six or seven or eight of us. And, you know, I like my, got my hands dirty. I was building stuff. I was innovating. I was doing all the stuff I got into this business to do. But as we grew that company, my my role transitioned more and more into just purely management. And it kind of came to a head one week when on Friday I got to the point where I was like, I have spent the entire week just managing conflicts between people in the company. And I was like, that I don't want to do that. That's not, not what I, not, not why I'm here. And I was kind of getting into my, you know, late thirties, early forties at that point. And I was like, you know, I'm either, I have to make a decision either. I'm going to do this forever and be miserable, or I'm going to try something different. So to make the story a little bit shorter, we ended, I met with my, my, you know, my partners, our board of directors. And it's like, you know, none of them wanted to take on that role either. So we ended up selling that company to some of the employees. And, um, you know, they're still out there. They're still, they still do what they do. They still mostly focus on very large clients, but, um, and we're still friends, you know, I still send them referrals. They still send me referrals, but that's how product quick start was really born. Um, along this journey, I I did also learn that I have a passion for working with people who have an entrepreneurial spirit like myself. And that's why I focus product quick start very tightly around, um, Startups and inventors and early stage companies, because I like working with people who have passion about what they're doing, people who are the decision makers uh, you know I, I enjoyed some of the work we did for like you know like Black and decker, but the issue there was. Um, oftentimes we'd start a program and we'd just be working with a project manager and he'd get promoted halfway through and we'd have someone new and then they get promoted. And we'd have someone new. So by the time we got to the end of the project, you're working with people that, that really didn't know what the goals of the project were to start with. And that, that always, you know, I, I just didn't like that so much. So, I uh, I created product quick start very focused, uh, a on keeping the company small, keeping the overhead low and B, um, focusing very tightly on the needs of, um, smaller clients and entrepreneurs and and helping guide people through the process that haven't um, haven't done it before.
0: And I think that's so amazing. And I want to tie it back to your early, you know, your early schooling. You always wanted to be that engineer, but everything kind of started with an idea, right? Like the companies that you started with the idea and you remember how you felt when you came up with the idea. So I love that you were able to kind of connect those two and be like, that's who I want to work with. And I think that's so important when people start a business, they really should ask themselves who they want to work with, because that's something that I don't think enough people ask. They have the idea, which the idea could be fantastic, but behind it is you have to think of all those steps. You have to think about who I'm going to be working with every day. And I think that what you're saying is you love that energy, that excitement, that when people come to you and say, hey, I have this idea, how do I start it? And that is that's what I love. I love that's you know, talking to people's stories because I always could hear in there, you know, and see that, you know, the person, how they're sitting on the other side of the camera or in person, what excites them. And I love tapping into that, just that little piece because it is what kind of lights my, my lights me up. I love going on without, you know, throughout the day and being like, it was so fun connecting those dots, you know, with, with the listeners, with the, with the, um, you know, the person that I'm talking to. So I love that you were able to find that connection and kind of, and kind of move forward. Now, did it happen right away? Have there been pivots with product, product quick start? Cause I know you've had it for a number of years, you know, from when you first started, is it still kind of where you envisioned it? And is it still where, you know, you want it to be?
1: Well, I, I would say that the, the, the big picture of it has remained relatively constant. Uh, the focus on entrepreneurs and early stage companies. I've gotten smarter as a, as I've done this uh, with with these this particular um, category of client. I've gotten a lot better at identifying early on if someone has a legitimate chance of success or not, and I, I try to, the ones that I, I really don't see a pathway for, I try to steer them away from spending money with me or anyone else. And I, I, oftentimes that comes down to me sitting down and explaining, you know, hey, you've got a great idea or a great problem solver, whatever it is, but here's the four or five problems I see in this first meeting. If you can't solve these problems, you probably don't have a business that you can develop here. Now, there are a lot of engineers out there that will happily just take your money and build what you want them to build. But that's, at this point in my career, I'm after success stories. You know, I'm not just, I don't need to finagle anyone to do a project with me just because, you know, I need to, I need to make a house payment or something. It's it's not, it's not like that. I I want success stories. I don't want to, I I don't want you to spend money with me for eight months and then be nothing but poor at the end of it so i'll give people this sort of homework and a lot of some people get really ticked off about that it's like oh you know and i never hear from them again and that's that's okay i don't fine probably for the best for me if i don't some people really appreciate it and some people actually go away they solve those problems they rethink their business plan i've got one guy i, I work with that I had this conversation with and he went away for three years and then he came back and now, you know, now we're going to, now we're working together. So it, it's, it's, um, I think I started answering a different question than what you asked. No, but that was it. I, I've gotten yeah. smarter along the, the way early on. I wasn't as good at, at that. And, um, and I look back on some of those things. I probably would have done some things different for those particular clients, but you know, I didn't know what I didn't know at, at that point. Now I'm, I'm just older and wiser, I guess.
0: Well, and also you honed in on your craft. And I love that you said that, that this is, you know, really a passion of yours, but you want to see other people being successful as well. So it's not that you're just going to take someone's money and run with it. And I think that that's something that's why when we first spoke, I connected with you because you had said that to me, you know, kind of in the beginning, I think it's a really important thing for someone on the other side to listen. If you have a product or you have an idea and you really don't know where to go with it, Noah is a good person to talk to, right? Hey, can you give me, you know, let's see how this works. And is this something that you think is viable? And I think that, again, you might say to someone, I don't see the value in it, Or not value because that sounds negative, but I don't see. You know, you need to fix these these five things, or I don't know that you're going to get to that next spot because of all the different people that I've you know worked with. I see it. I have the you know I become an expert. You've become an expert in your field, and I'm sure there's some, as you said, that got ticked off that maybe changed a little things and then did you know became successful. They ran it, but they are not thinking about. You're just there helping and guiding because of the amount of time that you've been in this field and the amount of people that you have worked with. So I think that that's great. So if you want to, I, you know, I know I said in the beginning, people can find you at productquickstart.com. They can also find you on um, LinkedIn and Facebook, Twitter, Product Q Start, um, but follow Noah. And if you do, I, I know, you know, my years, Uh, especially like, you know, being a mom at all the different stages of my life, I've always come up with like, oh, I think this could be a great product. Or I think this could be a great product. Um, There was a period in my life that I thought I was going to be an inventor. That's why I think I also, you know, fascinated with what you're doing. And then it really there, I think there was a couple of things that I went to go start to do. And I was like, you know what? I don't know that I want to do all of that. I think I like creating the things in my mind, but I don't want to actually go and put something out in the field. Um, for various different reasons. But so I've always had that curious kind of, you know, uh, entrepreneur thing. And that's how your next stop, I mean, really got created. Um, and so that's what I just want the listeners to really think, if, especially if they're in a time in their life where they're just, you know, waking up kind of feeling blah, you know, you don't have to be miserable to be like, Oh, I need to change something, but you're just not feeling inspired. You're kind of just waking up and going through the motions. We all have one life. Why do that? You know, so.
1: Yeah, that that just feeling blah. That's a sort of misery. It's just a gentle, slow misery. It's still misery. It's you know, it's you, you know, it's it's something you you, you want to escape from if you can.
0: Exactly, exactly. So shout out where people can find you. And, uh, you know, this has been exciting. I love listening and hearing, and I know my listeners do as well, people's stories. I have how they've created things, how they, you know, really how their brains work. I love that you always wanted to be that engineer, but then you tweaked it because you realized, no, that's not what I want to do. And I think that's what's so important. People need to see that if you ever get that feeling like, eh, I don't know if that's actually for me, you need to explore it. You need to be curious, just like you asked people in the library, what? are you doing? There's that, the other person that might be like, I don't think I want to go into this, but my parents, you know, society, whatever, this is what I'm supposed to do. But they never are curious enough to start asking questions to see if it's actually really what they're supposed to do. So again, Noah, please shout out where people can find you.
1: Yeah. So, so the best place is, is the website product It's all spelled correctly, you know, no, no, QUIKS or anything? It's just productquickstart.com. I do stay somewhat active on LinkedIn, but frankly, that's, I almost have very, I have very little time to do much posting, but uh, you can certainly find me there as well. Um, I haven't used the Twitter handle in years probably, so it's, it's probably pretty dormant. Um, and, And the other thing, the other thing I would say is, you know, it, maybe you're not ready to hire me or hire anyone. You just want to run something past me. I'll spend 15 minutes on the phone with you just to give you some pointers and advice. And I I do that as kind of a service to the community, but also because, Hey, I may give you advice now and you may come back a year from now and and want to do a project with me. And that's, that's fine. And it's, it's fine either way. So, um, don't feel like you have to be that far along or that developed or or anything. I'll I'll talk to anybody. I'll give you 15 minutes and uh, I won't charge you for it. And, um, you know, if I can help you, I will.
0: That's awesome. Well, Noah, thank you for joining your next stop. I think it's so fascinating, again, what you're doing and what you have created. And I love that it started with the groceries, you know, as a teenager. Um, I think that that is just things in life <laughs> that lead us to where we are. I didn't plan on talking about that. I know you didn't, but that's why I love doing these because I now love... I
1: probably haven't talked about that grocery story and it's probably... <laughs> It's probably been 20 years since I even thought about that. So so thank you for bringing, you know, pushing me in that direction.
0: Well, that's why I love what I do and that's when interviews like this, I know that I am good because I could see the smile on your face when you started thinking about it and talking about it. And it definitely was one of those memories that are are awesome. And that's why I love doing what I do because I am curious. I like to ask questions like, wait, I want to know a little bit more. Why, 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 why? I'm that person that asks why um, all the time. So uh, you guys know what to do. Like, share, rate, review, subscribe. And you might be listening to this, this, you know, podcast right now and you'll be like, Oh, that's a cool story. But you're not thinking of your neighbor, your sister, your brother, your mom, a friend that might be in a spot where they actually have always wanted to create. They have this idea to create a product, but they don't know how to do it. And they listen to Noah's. Uh, podcast and they're like, Oh my gosh, I have someone that I actually can run this by that knows what he's doing, which is so exciting. So definitely reach out to Noah and we will see you guys for another episode of your next stop. I hope you liked this episode of your next stop. Please subscribe to my channel, share with your friends and join in each week.